Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a mental health consultant. Over the last 10 or so years, I've endured extreme trauma and I also manage bipolar naturally. This podcast is a platform for me to share all of the unconventional wisdom that I've acquired over the last 10 years. If expansion is your thing, this is where it's at. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Warrior Project. I wanted to have a chat today about the concept of mental grit and just this concept of not tough love, but the concept of just pushing through, grit your teeth, get it done. Kind of, I guess it kind of transcends across the hustle culture Um that's swirling around the world at the moment. Um, But more so around, you know, like mental grit um, type things and everything that's an extension of that. Um, For those of you that uh, follow me on socials, you'd know that a few weeks ago I traveled to Sydney um, to see David Goggins live. And apart from the business element of the full day event that didn't resonate with me. It was very salesy, very clickbaity, click funnel type thing, which doesn't really resonate with the nature of my business. Um, I'm sure it was relevant to a lot of other people there and it's, I'm not saying it's irrelevant. Um, it just was, it doesn't resonate with me. Um, I think as well, the the stages of development that I've gone through, I've sort of transcended above the need to be salesy. And I've just kind of understood that um, through my organic approach to creating and releasing content and just staying firm and loyal to my mission, that's, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. So apart from that element of the event, David Goggins himself It was very interesting for me to just observe and listen to his experience of overcoming adversity. And I think it's important to note that there are a lot of, you know, personal growth influences or there's a lot of mental health influences and and people in the industry that are promoting this sense of just get up and do it. This, this sense of just push through, don't give up, just keep going. This grit, grit your teeth and do it, grit your teeth and do it. This kind of like, fuck you, fuck them, fuck the voices in your head approach, which for some people, it probably works. Um, And I'm not discounting any of David Goggins' experiences or anything that he does. I think that the amount of adversity he's he's overcome, particularly in childhood, um, is huge and is worthy of recognition. However, I have noticed that there, there is a substantial amount of content out there that surrounds the notion of mental grit hustle culture, just keep pushing, just keep going. And I guess from 
my personal experience and my understanding of spirituality, mental health, mental illness, and, and coming to a place of wholeness and coming back home to yourself and developing a deeper resonance and a deeper connection with yourself. My opinion, I guess you could say, uh, my experience is a little bit different. And I think that it's important for people to know that just because hustle culture, mental grit, and the nature of that type of approach, just because that approach is everywhere, it doesn't mean that you have to adhere to it. And it actually doesn't even mean that it's going to be effective for you. Um, We also need to remember that someone like David Goggins and Jocko Willink, for example, they're ex-Navy SEALs. So they're ex-military. So they have been conditioned to essentially desensitize themselves to death and to pain and to neutralize their experience of war and, and, and things like that. And that has been functional for their progression in that particular role. So I think we need to remember that that will always potentially be a huge part of them unless they consciously start to release their grip on that role. But I can't help but notice people like David Goggins and Jocko Willink and a few other people um, in the personal development realm, they still tend to cling onto external roles as gateways for providing us with content related to personal development and self-improvement. So just if you listen to David Goggins or Jocko Willink, it's quite obvious that they have a certain background. It's quite obvious that they're either an athlete, ex-military, something like that. Um, And I think that the real work and real depth comes from our capacity to release our grip on external roles and to release our grip on the way that we define ourselves. So the things that we think define us we need to stop clinging to because if we cling to the things that we think define us or if we cling to certain identities, whether it's ex-military, ex-Navy SEAL, athlete, um, executive, CEO, mother, whatever it is that you're clinging to in terms of an external role, quite often your clinging to that thing inhibits your capacity to explore your depth and your authenticity. Because what happens is the ego structure starts to merge with these external roles that you are defining yourself by. And if anything else exists outside of that identity or outside of that role, if we are attaching ourselves to the role, quite often we won't allow anything else to exist outside of it. So if there's something that comes up that challenges our definition of ourselves, if we're clinging to it so much, we will actually exclude it and neglect it. And that includes our emotional experience. So something that I picked up, I mean, and I can't, this is in my nature, I can't help but assess subtleties within people. And whilst David Goggins, I I notice he's come a really long way and he's changed the way that he relates to himself I couldn't help but notice that 
I think that there are parts of him that he hasn't sat with for long enough because he's still really driving and pushing this mental grit and this force yourself to endure pain and trauma. And whilst it's important for us to learn how to sit with discomfort for the purpose of deepening our relationship to ourself, it's also important that we're utilizing our internal environment as indicators for what we are yet to look at. And something that I've noticed with, I'm not going to refer to David Goggins now because this is referred to other people that I know in my life that are either athletes or involved with the military or things like that. There tends to be a very subtle veil of a lack of self-validation and in their compulsion to push through, to grit their teeth and keep going, it almost borderlines self-neglect and a lack of acknowledgement and a lack of validation of the things that have hurt us. And something that I've noticed with myself and a lot of my clients is that whatever we thought we were as a child, we will do whatever we have to do in adulthood to kill that image. So David Goggins, for example, when he was young, he felt like he was weak, powerless, couldn't change his surroundings, had to just watch abuse and trauma happening. He just felt weak. Look at the way that he is now. So it's almost as if he's over-identified with his trauma which has caused him to overcompensate with his personality. So at some point there's been a lack of integration and stabilization. And this is something that I went through. So I've spoken about this in my ebook, um, which is coming out this week. Yay. Um, As a child, my perception of myself formed around the age of six, seven, eight years old. And my perception of myself was I'm fat therefore I'm unbeautiful, therefore I'm insignificant, therefore I'm invaluable, therefore I'm unwanted, therefore I'm unworthy. That formed my ego structure and the way that I related to myself. As a result, I would then compare myself to other people and I had a huge focus on physicality and and the way that people showed up socially and I always felt like I was a bit of an introvert, a bit of a loser. Um, I was very smart, loved to read. Um, And my image of myself was I'm a fat nerd. I'm a fat loser. I'm not important. I'm not worthy. And I was constantly measuring myself as well against social and cultural standards of beauty and health and success and everything like that. So in my teens and early 20s, I developed a fierce attachment to fitness and health. And I, so up until say my teens and early twenties, I was over identifying with my childhood experiences and my childhood perception, which then caused me to overcompensate by developing this super ego structure, which was, I'm a fitness chick. Now I'm going to do some bodybuilding. I'm a fitness model. I'm really lean. I'm really pretty. I'm really hot, blah, 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 blah. And that's how I defined myself because I felt that if I could present as that way, I was killing the image of who I was as a child. I'm 31 soon 
And it took me up until the age of 28 for me to release my grip around the ego structure that I had developed for myself to combat who I thought I was as a child. So it's only been in the last three years that I've released my grip on the way that I look, that I've released my grip on the fitness image. I don't train at a commercial gym anymore. I'm not really interested in the gym. Um, I'm doing yoga. I'm going for beach walks. Um, I'm no longer caring about what I wear. I've kind of developed my own style of wearing flamboyant patterns and florals and hippie stuff. And I'm mismatching jewelry and I'm not really phased about makeup or my hair. And it's quite liberating and freeing stepping into the space between So somewhere along the line, I acknowledged that I was still suffering. So even though I had combated who I thought I was as a child and developed this ego structure that was the exact opposite of how I presented as a child, the suffering didn't end. And I too had this compulsion to keep pushing through I was, I developed a very, very good work ethic. I was very hardworking. I was very structured. I was super organized. Um, I guess you could say I developed OCD as well. Um, and I was managing lots of things, which gave me the illusion of health, wealth, happiness, success. I'm on the path to wealth. I'm on the path to what society, culture, and my family wants me to be. And I had this, I, I had this approach of grit, just grit your teeth, Emmeline, and keep going keep pushing through, keep pushing through, grit, grit, grit. And I'm not saying an element of grit is unnecessary. Sometimes it is necessary to get you through physical points of pain. You know, if you're training or if you want to give up on something, grit is sometimes necessary. However, grit cannot be the only approach that you have to healing yourself. There was a point in my life when I had to stop pushing through. I had to keep moving forward. Sorry, let me move back. I had to stop moving forward. Like I had to stop myself from pushing and forcing myself to move forward. There came a point where I had to stop. I had to allow the deafening silence to consume me. I had to stop focusing on pushing myself past external parameters And I actually had to turn inward. I had to sit with the things that I was ashamed of. I had to follow the thread of my unworthiness back to the root. I had to start to question the way that I related to myself. I had to start to question why I was assuming all these roles. And when I started to tune inwards and I started to understand myself on a very intimate level, I started to loosen my grip on the things that I thought that I was. I let go of the fitness thing. I let go of the, I let go of the need to recruit my two degrees and find me a professional job because I was convinced that that was the only way I was going to make good money. So I had to release my grip on my beliefs around money, around success, around health, around beauty. I even had to release my grip around my ideals of relationships, of friendships, I had to release my grip on culture and society in general. And I had to release my grip on the need to be seen as popular. 
And I acknowledged that I genuinely don't want to care about who's around me. And some, sometimes I might have a lot of people around me. Sometimes I might have no one around me. I can go weeks without being social and catching up with my friends and it doesn't bother me now. And for the longest time I felt misunderstood, unaccepted, like no matter what I did, I didn't belong anywhere. I felt unbeautiful, invaluable, like a black sheep, like a misfit. And I realized that I just had to release my grip on all of the external roles that I was forcing myself to conform to in hopes of combating and killing who I thought I was as a child. What I had to do was stop, completely validate and acknowledge every single thing within me. There are still ugly parts of myself that I haven't fully integrated. It is a process. However, I do not conform to any roles anymore. And that's been huge for me to wake up and not feel anxiety, to not try and manage someone else's perception of me, to not try and manage how someone else responds to me. I'm always speaking the truth. If it upsets someone or not, that doesn't impact me anymore. I'm not responsible for anyone else's triggers. I no longer try and assume a certain image for the purpose of someone thinking that I'm a certain way. I wear what I want. I say what I want. I feel what I need to feel. I treat everyone the same. I have a fierce loyalty to myself. I have a fierce loyalty to the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't cling to things. If something feels sticky or uneasy within me, I know that there's something that I need to look at and sit with and acknowledge because there's obviously something that hasn't been integrated there. But I will never, ever force myself to keep pushing through something if I know I need to stop and look at something within me. And it's a fine line between, it's a fine line between having grit and continuing to move forward and just pausing to validate something within you for the purpose of long-term healing. And the more that you continue to develop and the more that your self-awareness expands, there are more subtleties that arise around you. So you might not be triggered as intensely, but you might experience subtle periods of resistance, dis-ease. Maybe there'll be a subtle residue of shame or unworthiness or doubt or fear, things become more subtle. So you are required to spend more time in intimate solitude with yourself. Grit can only get you so far. You will get to a point where you realize, okay, enough. The suffering is still here. There is something that I need to stop and look at and investigate. Not with the purpose of investigating though, more so with the approach of a gentle, subtle curiosity towards yourself. Okay, why am I feeling why am I feeling shame just before I'm about to 
go and do something big in my career? Why am I, why, why do I feel the need to stay small? Why do I feel the need to stay small? Oh, it's because I'm afraid of this part of my past. Or I'm afraid of this happening. Or I'm afraid of this happening or this trauma is still unresolved or I'm still clinging to this trauma or there is still this dysfunction in my self-perception. There are so many intricate things that get caught up in your perception of yourself and unfortunately grit is not the only answer. Continuing to grind, continuing to hustle, man, it can also be named as like a lack of self-validation. You're not looking at the parts of yourself that need to be looked at. So whilst I'm all for looking forward, pushing forward, never giving up on yourself, continuing to fight, I'm all for that. But then don't, don't let it, don't let it transform into fighting against yourself and constantly being being at war with yourself, having to battle yourself all day, every day. Sometimes you are going to have to battle just to get out of bed, but you don't want to be at war for the rest of your life. You want to be at peace. So whilst grit and hustling has a part, it's not the entirety of your healing. There has to be some form of stillness some form of connecting with your center, some form of developing your solidarity. That comes in pausing. It comes in the space of nothingness. It comes in the space of solitude, stillness, stopping, being. You can't always be doing. Healing happens in being. I hope this made sense. I know that sometimes there are subtle differences between all this you know, personal growth type stuff and What I'm saying is not law. I mean, if you guys have been following me for a while, you would know that I don't believe that my way is the right way or the only way. I just know that it's a viable way. Um, And I know that some of you probably think I inject way too much spirituality into this stuff and that's fine, but it's worked for me and it's worked for a lot of other people. So I, I feel compelled to share it. And I know that all of you out there have experienced your own little spiritual synchronicities in your life, or you all know about that little gentle voice that I keep referring to, or you all know that your thoughts are not you. So I hope that this made sense. I hope I didn't confuse anyone. I know this stuff can sometimes get a little bit woo, a little bit complex, but you'll get your head around it. Um, Anyway, as I mentioned, my ebook is out this week. Or it's actually, when is this podcast coming out? I think it, I think my ebook has been released over the weekend. So you can access it on my website. It's called The Warrior Spirit. Um, it's a really cool workbook. Honestly, it reads really well. It's super easy to understand. All the concepts are simple. Um, so yeah, it's great for anyone at any point in their journey. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Instagram, The Warrior Project, or on my website, thewarriorproject.com. But other than that, thank you so much, and I hope to see you on the next one.